0: no
1: too much i will quit eat doggy eat doggy yeah eat doggy you just said eat doggy eat doggy
0: Welcome back to StarCaster Remarks, the only Stars fan-led podcast. This is Ryan, and we have Chris again tonight. Say hi, Howdy, Chris. Howdy, hey. And tonight we started the Stanley Cup Finals. Dun, dun,
1: dun. Bro, that's amazing. That was sick.
0: My intro or the fact that we're
1: in the... The fact that Cup... we're in the Stanley Cup Finals. Your intro sucked.
0: Hey, come on. My intro doesn't <laughs> suck that much. How rude. How wooed. We all gathered here today...
1: Continue. What are we talking about?
0: We all gathered here today to speak of Game 1. And goodness gracious. I, I feel like we're talking about the same things every single podcast now.
1: It's almost <laughs> like we're talking about the same team.
0: I know, right? But at least with the like the Colorado series and with the Golden Knight series, the way we won was a little bit different, right? Oh, this wasn't
1: interesting enough for you. Stars dominating the game wasn't interesting.
0: No, 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 no. So, at the end of the day, the stars dominated that game for the most part. I I wish we had played a little bit stronger in the third period, you know. But I understand that's not how we play. We play our very defensive style and. I think in the third period they outshot us like some insane number well, like
1: well, they did 20
0: what, to two or something they, like that
1: they did what Vegas and Colorado did whenever they got in trouble against us. They just took every shot they got, and we're 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 willing to give up those long range chances because we've got a good goaltender behind us, so they're they're launching everything at the net, so they got like two or three grade A scoring chances, I'd say in the third period, right well, they had twenty two shots. So not all 22 of those shots were great shots.
0: (laughs) Right. But they were peppering him again. And, you know. And he stood tall. I know.
1: Goodness.
0: The man that is Dobie. I mean, he he continues. Just when you think he might falter a little bit, you know, a couple days off. And he doesn't have all that momentum anymore. And, you know, we get a little bit of a break. uh, Because... You know, we end our series early. We didn't miss a step.
1: Just made it better.
0: What was your overall feeling of this whole game? How'd you feel?
1: I thought the Stars dominated from whistle to whistle, honestly. I know the third period was very lopsided, but I actually enjoy watching a team lock down the third period. Now, that was a little more loosey-goosey than we've seen other Stars' third period lockdowns. But overall, I, I still felt like the Stars were in control of that game even while Tampa was pressing just because of how good our defense is and how great Dobby played. So I, I was a little worried in the second period. Remember I, te- I texted all of y'all that uh, I felt like we needed one more goal before the end of the mm-hmm. second, because we were playing so much better than them in the second period. They-, they were outstanding in the second period and we needed to capitalize on it, which is what Colorado didn't do whenever they had their, their good periods and we did. We scored two goals in the second period, take a two-goal lead into the third period. And when the Stars do that, they they don't lose the game. And they didn't lose it again. So they played a great Stars hockey game, scored big goals. Big goals from young guys this game especially, too, is the story.
0: Well, and you know, you say young guys, but they're not really all that young. The only one that's and young is
1: KV Ronsai. Whatever, rookies. Y'all know what I mean by young well, guys.
0: Joel Hanley... I actually had to look this up. I asked Siri. He's 29. And Bonus referred to him as a kid. That kid has given us some great minutes. Yeah, I'm that's like, why he's... I
1: said young guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's not young, technically. I mean, I guess according to Bonus, he is because Bonus has been around for forever. But
1: according to Hockey, still. he's young.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then Alexiak, it, I, I didn't even realize this, but he's 27. I didn't realize. Opinions. Yeah, well, I
1: know. 27 is not old, but. Young. It's
0: not. It's, it's, it's in the prime of your a career. rookie. Right, 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 right. Well, so Kiviranta does Kiviranta things, and every goal he has scored in this playoffs has been a huge goal. Just like you mentioned. The three goals in Game 7 against Colorado, the game-tying goal against uh, the Golden Knights in Game 5, and then he does it here again. It's another clutch goal by Yoel Kiviranta. Is there something that he's doing that's, Causing him to be that clutch?
1: Well, he's winning a ton of puck battles, and he's going to the right places in the offensive zone. And that's really what it comes down to. And that's why he was put on the power play, right? He's finding open ice whenever he's in the high slot. He's moving just slight adjustments to get away from the defense and get him a chance to get his stick on the puck and to put it on net. So he's been really great on the boards. He's been really great without the puck, finding ways to get open.
0: And maybe he's that all-around player that we've been looking for for so long. You know, we have Jamie Benn. He's our big bruiser. We have Tyler Sagan. He's kind of our dangler playmaker who can still score goals. And then we have our psychotic Russian, Alexander Radulov. And then maybe Kiviranta is that two-way forward. And even though he went undrafted, and thank you, Yeri Letnin for letting Jim Null know about him, maybe he's going to turn into like a Mark Stone kind of guy.
1: Yeah, he he's looking like right now. If he can keep going the way he has been in these playoffs, that he could be the guy with Guryanov and Hints that becomes the new core of this team for the first line. So he's looking great. So I'm hoping he continues that even after these series. But for now, I hope he keeps scoring goals for us <laughs> in the in the current series.
0: Yeah, so, and clutch goals on top of that. Goals. But. You, and, you know, we mentioned the, the clutch goal in the second period, but he was also responsible for the handling goal. That was totally him. He pressured, uh, I think it, I don't think it was Hedman, I think it might have been Sergeyev, Uh down in the far right corner to the right of Vasilevsky. And he was the reason why that, that goal was scored.
1: Yeah, that's displaying both of the skills I mentioned. He, he's hard on the boards, gets on the forecheck, and he finds open ice, which is what he did on his goal. So...
0: Now I'm seeing a couple of people on Twitter saying that that hit. Oh no, it wasn't. It I, I remember who it was now. It, it was Braden Point. It wasn't Circachev uh, or any of the defensemen. But they, a lot of people were saying that that hit looked kind of dirty. Kiviranta on points, and that's why Bogosian went after him, and that's why that Hanley was wide open in the high slot. It was was because Bogosian went after uh, Kiviranta after that hit. Do you think that hit was? kind of dirty at all
1: I don't think it was dirty at all I think the guy turned at the last second I don't even think Kimi Ranta didn't even really hit him that hard in my opinion he kind of tried to pin him to the boards to get the puck and the puck just kind of came out but I think that leads to a great point throughout this whole game the stars were way more physical than Tampa Bay like by times two like it felt like Tampa Bay could not match the physicality that was brought
0: I think I will agree with you in the first and second period. They, I mean, it was no, no doubt. I agree with you in the first and second period. I think John Cooper made an adjustment in the second intermission and said, guys, we're getting our butts creamed out there. We need to be a little bit more physical. And they showed up in the third period. I I thought
1: that is what happens. So like in regular season games, whenever you're down and you can't find a way to get the puck in the net, you start hitting more. So that's, it kind of felt like that's what happened during the second intermission, they were like, we got to get something going. So let's start throwing the body around. And it obviously didn't work out. They didn't get a goal. So I think the stars are, have the great advantage in physicality department in this series.
0: We just talked about Kiviranta and how great he's been. Let's talk about Dobie for a second. We kind of hit him and then we kind of left him for a second, but that glove save. (laughs) the windmill whap i was like hoo, 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 and my hands were over my face i'm like oh that's just now he's just teasing him
1: yeah he he, <laughs> sh- he showed a little more leather there than was actually necessary
0: <laughs> i don't think that was even his biggest save i think his biggest save was the toe
1: pick save
0: that toe pick that's a good that's a good way to put it the toe pick save and, I mean, that was literally on the skate blade. If he had been just a tad bit smaller, if he had been 5'10 instead of 5'11, I don't think he would have made that save.
1: Probably not.
0: <laughs> but, goodness, man. I mean, and both of those were in the third period, right? I believe so. I believe so, too. So, that just goes back to what we've been saying about uh, Doby. is that he may not be super spectacular all the time, I mean, unlike today, he had huge saves in the third period. Uh, those two that we talked about, the, the windmill and then the the topic. But during those first two periods, he was pretty bored.
1: Yeah, that's great for the Stars, right? You don't want to rely on your goaltender until you need to. And they needed him in the third period. He answered. Like, he, he did his job. Stars team in general did their job. And we won the game handily. So that's what we're looking for. For at least three more wins,
0: <laughs> or we won the game, handly. Ha 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 ha. Boo. <laughs> I love dad jokes. Okay, so anyways, um, he just got to. I mean, you're you're right. We're three wins away from the Stanley Cup final, and what I love that what they did today is that they took advantage of their opportunity. Because of how the schedule has been because of the COVID Cup and they're trying to get this done as quick as possible and everything. I mean, Tampa Bay played Thursday. They played Thursday and then came right back Saturday to play the Stanley Cup final. And then we got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. So we got four days off. That's the longest we've had since the two days off when uh, the NHL shut down for the protests. But I was honestly really scared. Uh just because i thought that we would get be too relaxed and then we wouldn't make that push in game 1 and i was thinking about the series that tampa bay had against the islanders and they did their game 1 was pr- absolutely perfect the islanders went to a game 7 they had i mean same thing like tampa bay in this round they had to f- completely flip around and immediately go back and play hockey again 2 days later And they took game one and I was afraid we weren't going to do that to Tampa Bay today, but thank goodness we actually did. And we, I mean, we kept our, uh, we kept pushing on them.
1: Yeah. I I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the first period would be dominated by Tampa Bay and it wasn't really the stars were the better team in that period as well. Not by as much of a margin as they were in the second, but they, they were definitely better. And it was just luck that we didn't have the, the lead in that, per- in that period. So, but yeah, the uh, Stars answer and they, they say, no, we're not going to relax. We're going to go and <laughs> take these games and get the cup as quickly as we can. So it was good to see that awesome game from the Stars.
0: So after the Hanley goal, Yanni Gord had, wait, he didn't even shoot the puck. <laughs> it, <bound, laughs> it bounced off his skate and then bounced the off puck. ruby Hind. <laughs> That I mean, that is the flukiest goal. I, I, I mean, we we keep talking about fluke goals and everything, but that was a really fluky goal.
1: Yeah, that's the and, second and that's going to be the goal only I've ever
0: way. <laughs> that that's the only way they're going to beat Dobby in this game is by 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 a fluky goal like that, and yep. nobody knew where it went. It was going three feet wide. Well, and you Dobby know, makes the, the perfect
1: save. He makes a perfect kick save. It's and the, and hard and it, into it, the corner and it, and it, it bounces in. Ding. <laughs> like okay. it's completely yeah.
0: unfortunate it's just like my goodness
1: yeah the, the, All right. the only goal that was that i've seen that was flukier than that was Russell's goal and the first time we played the blues in a series oh he yeah kicked over the net and hit the goalie in the back of the head and went in but other than that that goal was crazy fluky especially for such a great play by the goalie too like he does the exact right thing and gets scored on like what else are you gonna do man <laughs>
0: Well, so we talked about, uh, Yo well, Kivirante, we talked about Adobe. Uh, how about the continued emergence of Jamie Alexiak? He did it uh, again.
1: Yeah, he, he's just been great throughout the playoffs. He's solidifying himself as number four. And that was kind of the question, right? If Johns comes back, does Johns become number four and Alexiak number five? Well, Alexiak has answered that question like, no. Even if Johns is here, Alexiak is the number four guy. He's the, he's, at least the third best defenseman on the team. And recently he's been the second best with Miro being first. So (laughs) he's been outstanding throughout the playoffs.
0: Well, and the thing about our top four is that they all do different things. So Miro is more of a speedster. He's more of the guy that gets it down into the zone. John Klemberg is the puck mover. He, He, I mean, Hayskinen does a lot of that too, but he, Kleinberg has a special gift of getting the puck from the point on net. He's just really good at that. And that's what you need, especially on the power play.
1: That's how a lot of his goals go in, seeing eye shots.
0: Right, exactly. And then you've got Essa Lindell, who's that stay-at-home defenseman who just blocks shots, and he doesn't get any of the credit that he deserves. And then you've got Jamie Alexiak, who's kind of a mix of the three in in a way.
1: He's more of a of the big guy that you'd get, knock the other big guy out of the way. I mean, same thing. So, like, we were also talking about the, the Battle of the Big Rig, the non-story. But I kind of think it is. Like, when we played St. Louis, we couldn't – or last last season, right, when we went to the Game 7, we were talking about it. We, could, we couldn't match the intensity. We couldn't match their size. And now we have Alexiak playing – he can he's huge he can do whatever he wants so it it, it it's really just like sh- showing kind of how the stars evolved from that quick move the puck around score more goals than them style that they got stopped by the blues to this playoff team that is going to impose their will on the other team
0: right and and again jim no learned from that series and picked all these guys up now, I think a lot of it is also lucky in the fact that there's a lot of players that are playing extremely well. I mean...
1: Well, it's a new guy every night, too, right?
0: Yeah, that's, so see, that, that's what games, I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, the last two games, Jamie Benn was outstanding. This game, he he's all right. He's making some decent plays. He's winning some puck battles, but he wasn't great. But this game, Miro Haskinen, he was all over the ice. He had the puck, like, all the time, which was crazy. Uh pence played a great game he had a lot of blocked shots he had a great assist on the hanley goal so it, there's just new guys that are stepping up every game that are finding ways to contribute and like who would have thought joel hanley would be the guy to score the first goal in the stanley cup finals like nobody who's hanley nobody knows oh, who that guy is
0: <laughs> and his that's his first goal ever
1: yeah his first nhl goal is in game one of the is stanley in game cup one
0: I mean, how awesome. how cool is that going to be to be able to tell his grandchildren or even his children when, when they get older, hey, you know, I scored my first NHL goal in a playoff game. It'll and of way... all the playoff games, it was game one in the Stanley Cup final. It'll during way... COVID.
1: During <laughs> it'll COVID. Be, it'll be way cooler if you can tell him that he won the series later, too. Yes, <laughs> I agree.
0: All right. Well, we also got uh, something that I wanted to talk about was uh, Pat Maroon. Yeah, I hate that jerk. I'd use some other words for him, but I can't. He's that. I mean, first off, there's no point for him to do that at the end of the second period. What he did, and then second, that's just flat out dangerous. Just yeah. absolutely flat out dangerous. And it was, and that, and honestly, I really thought that that deserved more than just a 10 minute misconduct i mean Uh, i
1: i I I absolutely hate a play like that but it was it definitely was pretty you know know, and
0: and see that's what i hate about a play like that i i I don't agree with you i think that was completely intentional and uh, i think it, it definitely
1: might have been I'm just I'm just saying I'm no, not for see, sure, right? No,
0: I know I know for 100% fact that, that just I mean, you if you watch the replay, if you watch the replay from the back corner from from uh, Vasilevsky's right, there's a camera over by the Zamboni doors and there's looking straight at him and he turns his head, looks at the bench and shoots it straight at the bench. That is a bunch of bull crap. And I mean that it's completely intentional to get somebody get somebody hurt. I don't know if he intended to get somebody hurt, but that's a situation where you can hurt somebody, and no one's expecting something like that to happen at the end of the period. That I mean, the stars were already standing up, starting to walk off.
1: Yeah, it, it, was, it was just weird. It, I I haven't seen that before. It was super <laughs> confusing. I didn't know what really happened.
0: Well. And and everybody missed it. Uh, it, it seemed like the 10-minute misconduct. They thought they that it was just uh, whatever. But honestly, I kind of wish that we had gotten a power play at the beginning of the third period. I, f- I felt like we deserved one after that freaking play. I mean, even a two-minute unsportsmanlike conduct, he was just ticked off because Joel Keviranta did his thing and they were up by two going into the third period. That's what it was. I mean he was pulling a freaking Novak Djokovic pissed me off. Okay, um so uh one of the big things for tonight that I wanted to talk about was the continued penalty kill. So the Stars are still continuing to have an outstanding penalty kill and when they do have their little, you know, mess up or You know, a missing coverage or someone's not manning their point. Dobby is just there just to mop up the mess and everything. I I do wish we had taken advantage of the power play in the first period more. And I think that would have put this game away a little bit quicker. But I am happy with the penalty kill side of the game tonight
1: yeah I agree one hundred percent with the penalty kill it looked great lightning lightning didn't even really look like they had much of a chance on most of the power play maybe one time they set up for a decent amount of time but I think the star's power play also looked it looked awesome it looked great i think it definitely swung it, it, it swung yeah. the offense in the right direction to go and score the goals so while it wasn't officially productive it for a game flow standpoint, it definitely was productive.
0: I will agree with you on that. Yeah, so I, I didn't mention that part. So they did get a lot of momentum off of those two power plays. I just wish they had cashed in on those just to yeah. kind of...
1: And, and especially we're, we're after just...
0: that fluke, especially after that fluke goal. It, yeah. The Yanni Gord's fluke goal. I was just like, man, we're playing so well in this first period. And it, it looks like it's not even really... You know, we're not really outplaying them. Because the score is only 1-1, and that's what matters.
1: Yeah, So. But... Yeah, the, and the power play is definitely going to have to cash in eventually in this series, right? We, I mean, we're not going to shut out the Lightning on all of their penalties or all, on, on all of their power plays, and they can't shut us out on our power plays. We've got to score some goals there because we're, we're the Dallas Stars. We're going to find some scoring trouble eventually.
0: <laughs> right, so just to throw a couple stats at you tonight shots on goal the stars barely had 20 shots that's all you need and, and 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 i mean it just goes to show you that you know sometimes shots doesn't always reflect the game flow or the momentum of the game cuz when you look at the first period the shots on goal per period in the first period was 5 to 4 second was 13 to 10 and then the third was 22 to 2 in favor of uh, lightning And the third period in favor of the stars in the first and the second I thought we dominated that first period and I thought for sure we had more, more shots than that, but apparently we didn't. But do you think that shots on goal when you're looking at like, if like say you just like turn on a game, it's in the second period and the shots are 35 to 22, which team do you think? And it's tied one, one, which team do you think is, it has been the better team?
1: It's a tie game. I definitely say the per the team with more shots, but
0: right, like if, Tip- if, typically. Yeah. But that, but see, that wasn't that wasn't the case tonight.
1: Yeah, it but wasn't that's, the case tonight. Tampa's behind, right? So if you look at the score and see Tampa's behind and they have more shots, what what I assume is that they're scrambling. Whenever I see a score line like that, that's what I, <laughs> that's what I saw. That's what I thought when conducts always had all those shots, and that's what I saw there. Vegas is just throwing everything at <laughs> at Dimco. So th- that and that's what it felt like in the third period too, right? It felt like Lightning were just like got to score, got to score, got to score, and they're just throwing everything and not really getting great chances. And I mean their chances weren't really on shots, right? They were on scrambles around the front of the net. Other,
0: Other than that, the two uh, giant Dobby saves.
1: Well, even those weren't shots. So the toe pick, it's just sliding on the ice. The guy's blocked out. Oh, really? Just yeah.
0: That's not considered a shot.
1: No, it counts as a shot. I'm saying it's not like. A high-skill shot. Oh, right? a,
0: a, a high-quality high, shot. Yeah. Okay. I, I. Okay, I got yeah.
1: you. So, so it's a high-quality chance, but it's not a high-quality shot. So it's not like someone snapping it from from the dots or Gurianna slapping a 110-mile-an-hour one-timer. So, <laughs> so they're getting these shots, but Dallas wants them to have these shots, and they've said that. They've said when we're locking down games, and especially when we're on the penalty kill, we're going to give them the shots outside of the dots, and Dobby is going to save all of them. And he has. So, I, I think the Lightning should learn from the past two series that the Stars played in. And that's that peppering the net is not going to work. So, if they want to win a game from behind, they're going to have to learn that.
0: Well, and here here's the last question that I want to ask. Because it seems like a lot of people are upset that the Stars are doing so well. Because of the brand of hockey that the Stars play. So, they're all about the... A lot of people are about the run-and-gun offenses, the the Nathan McKinnons of the world. And the Stars don't really have somebody like that. I mean, you see that on the Tampa Bay Lightning. You got Braden Point. You got Nikita Kucherov. You got both of those guys. Victor Hedman, shoot. The, the guy has nine goals this, this postseason while playing hurt. But everybody is afraid that even even if the stars don't win the Stanley Cup that because of how the stars played and how the islanders played that that's going to affect what everybody else does in the NHL and they look at us and they realize oh well we're if if we go and get players that help us play this trap hockey is what i'm hearing a lot of trap hockey that we're going to get further in the playoffs do you think that the NHL is going to start heading that way? And if they do start heading that way, is that necessarily a bad thing? Uh,
1: I think it's honestly a ridiculous argument. You look at the past two franchises that have had the most success recently, the Blackhawks and the Penguins. Were those trap teams? <laughs> no. <laughs> they were great all-around hockey teams, but especially their offense was fantastic. So the idea that because two teams in a row are doing well, in the playoffs that happen to be good defensive teams does not mean that the NHL is trending towards defense. It means that there's two viable game plans for how to play the game, and I think fans should be excited about that. They like How stale would it be for just two offensive teams to not play defense and throw shots at each other? And I'll, I'll tell you how stale it is. It's as stale as the NBA. That's exactly what's happening, scoring 150 points in a basketball game. I can't watch that at all. It's honestly disgusting to watch to me. But if you have two good styles of hockey that are fun to watch in their own right, it's obviously easier to watch an offensive team. But if you're watching a good defensive team and you know how hockey works, it's really awesome to see people battle in the boards and fight for every puck. So I think fans should be excited about the fact that there's two extremely viable ways to play the game and two ways to build a team. So I think people are looking at that completely wrong. And I think it's also ridiculous how there's a lot of hockey personalities that are calling the Stars not the better team, and like they haven't been the better team in the past three series, including this this one. Like, just because we're playing a defensive style does not make us not a good team. Just because Kucherov can score a bunch of points and Point can score a bunch of points and we don't have as many point scorers does not mean they're automatically better, right? So... Mainly from personalities, I heard, I saw Steve Dangle's preview. So he actually took the Stars to win, right? I know, yeah, so, in six. So, all so he it. took Stars to win in six, but like he said, the better team doesn't always win, and he thought that that's what was hap- That's what was going to happen here. But just because the team doesn't have a top guy that's a great goal scorer doesn't mean that the they're not the better team. If you look at this game, the Stars completely controlled this game throughout. They were they were outstanding. They were obviously better in the first two periods. And in the third period, if you've watched Stars hockey, you know that that's what they're trying to do and that they played the game that they wanted. Maybe a little bit too many shots that they didn't want to give up. but Too many penalties. Yeah, but for the most part, the Stars controlled the game. So I think to say that the Stars are not the better team is honestly ridiculous after watching this game. And to complain about a defensive style when an offensive style is obviously viable. Is is just silly.
0: That's a lot of good commentary, Chris. I'm not gonna even add anything to that. I'll leave it yeah, at that.
1: I've thought about it a lot, man. It's annoying. Yeah, nah, I know, I know. Like, and that,
0: that's how I wanted to end it. So.
1: Yeah, and like I love watching the Penguins play, and the Bruins especially this year. It's exciting. But watching the Stars play is awesome too. Watching the grind, like I don't understand why fans aren't aren't happy that both of these styles are working. Like it should right. be awesome. It should it feels like we're in a great time in hockey that both styles are working. You can play however you want to play hockey and you could win if you're the better team. So Yeah. That's but, my thoughts on that.
0: Either way, you gotta have good goaltending.
1: That, that's, <laughs> that's exactly true. We've seen that throughout the playoffs. No matter which team, if they're defensive or off or offensive, the better goalie normally wins. Right.
0: All right, well, Let's see it. Game two on Monday. This has been Starcaster Comarks. Uh, I'm Ryan, and along with Chris, this is—we is, are the only Dallas Stars fan-led podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Starcaster R, or find us on our Facebook page, Starcaster Comarks, and then you can also subscribe to us on our YouTube page as well. And then you can comment, and tell us why we're wrong. Right. <laughs> Does trap hockey actually work? Just ask the stars and the Islanders. All right, All right guys, we'll uh, we will see y'all on the flip side, and go, stars.